Welcome to the Live From Rest podcast, episode eight, entitled, Who Am I? Featuring Lucinda Smith. I'm Steve Smith, your host and the author of the Live From Rest app. Each week in this podcast, we take time to explore the ancient art of being. We host conversations, short talks and reflections about how we can live from rest in a world full of busyness and distraction. We created the Live From Rest app because we needed it and we think you might need it too. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you go to the App Store or to Google Play Store and download it today. Discover meditation rooted in the way of Jesus and a life of peace with freedom from anxiety, worry and strife. So today, again, I'm delighted to have my lovely wife, Lucinda, with me. Welcome, Lucinda. Hello, nice to be here again. Good, and many of you who have listened to this will hopefully have enjoyed sessions one to four um, when Lucinda shared her thoughts on rest. And if you haven't heard those, please listen to those later. Today, um, Lucinda is going to join me in discussing the question, who am I? We actually spent a while working out what we were going to entitle this particular podcast. And um, it's really about identity and knowing that we are children of God. There are there are many discussions that we have um, about the Christian life, and there are many subjects that are important and some are less important. I, I personally believe that the subject that we're discussing now is perhaps the most important subject that we ever consider as Christians, and that is knowing that we are children of a loving Heavenly Father. Lucinda is uh, a speaker. She has spoken many times at uh, in church and at ladies' events, and perhaps one of her most favourite subjects is talking about identity. And I'm delighted to say that Lucinda will be doing a webinar, our very first Live From Rest webinar, on Thursday the 8th of November. It'll be free on the subject of identity. Lucinda, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what you'll be saying and talking about? Yes. I believe that, as Stephen has already said, unless we really know that God is a dad, a heavenly father to us, then I think life is less easy for us. I think once we know who we are, that we are children, sons and daughters, then we can cope with everything that gets thrown at us within that com- context, if you like. So for me, the the revelation, and it, you know, I'm not there yet by any means, but the 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 revelation that I am a daughter and that I can live every day as a daughter in relationship with God as as a dad, not not as a master or as a boss or as a doctor or not in relationship to him in any other role other than a father is absolutely freeing and liberating and potentially you know gives me the freedom to completely be me with all my Mm -hmm. failings with all my hang-ups um because it's such a safe place to live but I think it does take a lifetime to really grasp it. And some have clearly got it more than others. 
um, and it is a journey, but I, I think my encouragement to everyone listening is start the journey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, and you said it's freeing, and, and that's that's a massive thing, isn't it? It helps us cope with so much. There, we Life is full of challenges, and... It's, I know. I know. We know how easy it is to be to be hurt, to be offended, to to feel slighted. But when you know that you're a child of God, that makes all the difference, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. Because you know, God is the only one. He's the only one that's never going to reject you. He is never going to humiliate you. He is never going to let you down. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to embarrass you. Um, he's never going to die. Hmm. He's never going to abandon you, and and therefore, he's he's your he's your soulmate. He's your he's your constant companion. He's he's your greatest encourager, and so everything that you do, whether it's a success or a failure, is it's okay when mm-hmm. you know that he's he's there. He's with you. He's rooting for you. It's kind of okay. It's it is like being a child, a four year old with 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 a big strong dad. You know, um, school can be difficult, but you've got him to run home to at the end of the day. Um, you might fall in the middle of the egg and spoon race at the sports day, but you've got him to run home to at the end of the day. And it changes everything. It changes everything if you have that sense of of, of protection and provision in him as a father. Yeah. So when you, you can do this webinar, and in a way it's a prelude to... Um, three webinars that we hope to do in the new year um, and these these are talks that you give when you sometimes do an, an event for over a day. Do you want to just briefly say what those three areas are? Yes well in my experience of praying a lot with people on a one-to-one basis many of our lives are punctuated and sometimes crippled by fear and anxiety and stresses and strains as as you well know. Um, and it really is my my belief that unless we have um, understood three identities within a biblical framework of belief, then we can never be really free um, of of anxieties and insecurities and stresses. And these three identities are these: one, that God is a Father. Primarily, that is how He relates to us and wants to relate to us as revealed um, right through the Bible. So God is a father. And the second identity is we are sons and daughters. We are not orphans. We're not slaves. We're not servants. We are children, children. We are sons and daughters. That's the second identity. And the third identity is who's, who's our enemy? Because there is an enemy. We are in a spiritual battle. We all know that. Mm stuff gets thrown at us every day you know and we're innocent bystanders a lot of the time and how do we how do we cope with that and how can we be on our guard and and kind of be forewarned so that we know what to do when we see it coming mm. and we know how to minimize the the damage that um this enemy, this spiritual enemy, does want to inflict on us. I, I believe we can minimise it if we know who he is um, and know ourselves and know God to be a father. So those are the three identities that I would love to talk about in the new year when we do this this mini-series. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So 
do do put the 8th of November in your diaries, 8 p.m. GMT. For our American friends, I believe that is 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So, um, so wherever you are, you can hopefully work out when to tune in for that. You mentioned um, the journey of becoming a child, and that's something, or not necessarily becoming a child, but the journey of knowing that you're a child, because we mm. are children of God, aren't we? Wanna, I want to encourage folk to use one of our meditations on the Live From Rest app, and it's based on a verse in John, 1 John chapter 3. And John writes to his, to his friends, See what manner of love the Father has freely given us, that we should be called children of God. And he goes on to say, beloved, we are the children of God. And I, I think John would probably say without a doubt that that was his message um, to, 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 to help people, to help his, his readers know and understand that they are children of God. And the interesting thing is that many of us, if not most of us, can go through years as as a as Christians and totally miss that. And I I say that from my own personal experience. I've been a Christian now for over forty years, and I know that I spent actually decades as a Christian, not understanding that journey at all. One thing that that makes me realise that is I if, if I remember listening to the teaching of a man called Stephen Covey and many. Of our listeners may know of Stephen Covey. He's passed away now, but he he wrote a book called "The Seven Habits of," I think it's the Seven Habits of an Effective Person, and it's it's a great book. And we're not wanting to do him down in any way, but what one of the things that uh, Stephen Covey says, and I think one of his main messages is to help you to focus on what you want to do and how you're going to do it. He says. Imagine that you know you're going to die in, say, three or four years' time. Imagine the funeral. Imagine somebody doing the, giving a eulogy. What do you want them to say about you? And with that in mind, live your life so that you have achieved that in, three, say, three years' time. And that really grabbed me at the time. I thought, yes, that's really really focused my mind. I thought I was, we were missionaries in Pakistan at the time, uh, working in, in, a, in a mission hospital. And I remember thinking, yes, I, I want to, um, I want to I establish churches in Pakistan. I want to see many people come to faith. I want to maybe set up more hospitals. I was thinking in those terms and thinking, yes, that's what, that's what my life is about. That's what my goal is in life. And, and, um, I'm not saying to have goals like that is wrong, but it. I I know I know that looking back on how I was, there was no thought in, in in that for me that that what was important was just knowing that I was a child of God. I think what I was aiming towards was having something that would impress other people, whether it's conscious or subconscious. And and so easily we spend much of our life, so much of our energy, actually living to to impress other people. And in more recent years, it has been, I'd say, truly wonderful coming to, to understand the journey as we've described it, that we're children of God. And it's, as you said, we're just little children with a loving father. And he, he's not bothered about what we achieve, is he? No. I think the sad thing is that a lot of us, me included, for many, many years and still today from time to time, live as as orphans and not as sons and daughters and mm. by an orphan i mean 
we live as though we weren't part of the family. Mm. We live looking over our shoulder, you know, making sure that we look right, act right, say the right thing, know the right people, um, get the right promotion. And, um, and we're Bible-believing Christians, but actually we're living as orphans. And Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And, and this theme of orphan is actually, you know, repeats itself in, in the New Testament a few times. And it's, it's really staggering if you begin to think about an orphan. And I'm talking about, you know, imagine somebody living on the streets, literally an orphan. You know, how they, how they have to live. They have to be independent. They have to be self-sufficient. They have to look after themselves. They don't depend on anybody. But that's how we live. We don't depend on God. We make our own plans. We make plan B just in case his plan doesn't work. We, you know, we provide for ourselves, we, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and this, this, is, this is really significant, I think. This mm. is really significant. Sure. Once we can identify our orphan ways, then we can start to uh, start to sort of think more about, okay, if that's an orphan way, what would it look like to live as a son or as a daughter? Yeah. Yeah, it's that, that, that whole concept, understanding the orphan heart is, is really very helpful because then it helps us to examine how we're living, how we're operating. The parable of the prodigal son is something that we could spend ages talking about in, in this respect. But the second son is a good example, isn't he, of, of somebody who was living as an orphan who, mm. who didn't actually recognize what it was to be a child of the mm. father. And he was, when the, when the, when the first son came home, the second son came home late. He was he was dismayed to see that there was partying going mm. on because he had been slaving in the fields, mm. and and then he was was horrified that the fatted calf had been had mm. been killed. And he says, "But I've been slaving in the fields." And he, and he says to his father, "You didn't even give me a goat." And he just didn't have the revelation that he didn't need to be slaving in the fields, mm. and he could have had a go anytime he wanted because the father said to him everything I have is yours so it's, it's realizing it's just coming to that place where we realize that we are the beloved children of God mm. and we we don't have to go out slaving to hopefully earn his 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 favor mm. and to hopefully um you know have, have some food to eat such a big deal mm, it is it is massive it is massive and I I think it's foundational I really think mm. I, I think that unless we've got this right, nothing else sits comfortably and straight in our lives until no. we've got this really, really right. Oh, oh, other people may not know because we're very good at covering up mm. our pain and our discomfort and our offence and our, our hurt. But we know. We, we know when we're not living at peace and rest. Just, just happy to be daughters and sons. Happy to have others promoted over us. Happy to, you know, be sidestepped. Happy to, um, to be overlooked. You know, that is such a free place. It really is. And um, encourage you listening to check into our website, um, livefromrest.com. We have a blog, and Lucinda has done a blog so far on on aspects of rest. And I believe you're going to do some blogs coming up on this whole area of identity, which again will be the basis of a webinar and some series of teachings in the future. We've got a meditation on our app, which we call Beloved. 
that is based on on that verse that I read to you earlier from 1 John chapter 3, knowing what manner of love the Father has for us, that we should be called children of God. And I know that I, I think we all need to meditate on that fact that we're children of God because it changes everything. One of one of I think one of my favorite songs that's out there these days in churches is I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And it's interesting, isn't it, how how many people sing that with great passion? Because it's actually something that that many people perhaps recognize mm. and and really want because it's mm. such a life changing truth. Mm. The irony is, of course, that in um, John 1, uh, verse 12, a, a lovely verse, you know, for all those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to, to become children of God. And, uh, and, and we are children of God. We are children of God, but we don't live as though we are. And that's the, that's the issue. Mm. You know, positionally, that's who we are. He sees us as sons and daughters. He doesn't see us as little slaves or servants. He sees us as beloved sons and daughters, but we don't live as sons and daughters. Yeah. Well, there's the challenge. I think we should call it a day there. It's been great to have you with me again, Lucinda. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Again, if you haven't used our app, I do encourage you to do so. Live from Rest, just type that into your app store and download our app. Thank you so much for joining us. I love these podcasts, I love doing it, and it's great to uh, see a good number of people listening to it. We'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Bye bye.